Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today I wanted to do a discussion on e-source documents in clinical research and in clinical trials. Now, having just gotten back uh, not too long ago from ACRP 2019 in Nashville, so shout out to ACRP, this was my first one and I talked about them uh, in my experience going to that conference in an earlier episode. But one of the main topics of that conference was e-source documents. There were a lot of companies out there that were doing e-source documents and trying to, I guess, bring to the forefront and make people more aware of the e-source products that are out there. Now, I attended a couple of these sessions at the conference. You know, they had multiple sessions going on at a time. I attended a couple of these uh, and listened in on the discussion about e-source documents. And I definitely do like them. I do think that the industry should kind of move toward adopting e-source documents for a number of reasons. One being, it can be difficult. Well, for one, sometimes the sponsor will provide their own e-source documents. So a sponsor could have this for all of the sites on their given protocol. But sometimes sites wanna create their own source documents and that is really good for the site because it gives them a chance to really dive in and dive in deep to the protocol and kind of understand the protocol and what it's asking them to do and what data points are important. But also with the e-source, you would be avoiding a lot of protocol deviations, I think, because certain pages won't be able to be uh, bypassed without collecting that data point. For example, it's easy for a study coordinator or a nurse coordinator to uh, kind of forget to, maybe they forget to take blood pressure or forget to take weight or something like that for a patient. But if you literally couldn't move on to the next page without that being taken, it would remind them, okay, I need to go back and get that data point. So I think there's a lot of benefit here to eSource. And so, you know, for those people that are kind of new to clinical research and you have no idea what eSources or what source documents are, I, I just happened to go to this website earlier today. They have a really good uh, definition of source. So, but to understand e-source, you first need to understand what regular source documentation is. And it's basically, as they say here, just the initial documentation of data within a clinical study. Uh, the source just being the original element within a clinical trial, what the data is collected on. So it could be charts. It could be you know what's put in the electronic medical record. It could be a piece of paper. Even just a napkin could be considered source. So whatever the initial documentation of the data is uh, written down on or documented on is considered source. So e-source, of course, e being for electronic, would be you know, some kind of electronic form. So whether it would be Microsoft Word, whether it would be some kind of a proprietary software that a company has, you know, whatever it may be on an iPad, that would be the, the e-source. And... Right now, it's not very prevalent in the clinical trial space. I have not worked on a clinical study myself, having been doing this for almost four years now. I have not worked on a study myself that has e-source documentation. Every, all of those studies I've worked on have paper source. So I'm not, I'm not too sure about how prevalent it is yet. Uh, of course, the e-source companies that were there were talking about how they have a number of clients, but there are thousands and thousands of clinical trials going on every single year. So I'm not too sure about how prevalent it is just yet. 
but that's why they continue to come to these conferences so more and more people can learn about what eSource are. So uh, I think the big point for e using eSource is, you know, as they mentioned here, they've got eliminating the unnecessary duplication of data, um, which you see a lot. There's times multiple data points are collected um, and there's times that data points are collected that aren't even needed for the study. So you can collect, you can have the person collect exactly what needs, what data points are needed for the study. So that's great. Um, reducing the opportunity for error. And this happens a lot. You'll see deviations, uh, a lot of protocol deviations because either the data is not collected or it's collected at the wrong time or, you know, any, any number of thing. The protocol is very specific with, well, some of the protocols are very specific with when things need to be done. You know, first you need to do this, then you need to do this, then you need to do that. So it could definitely reduce the opportunity for error, especially if it's structured in that way to make it easy for someone to go along with their visit, with the protocol's visit. Um, so promoting real-time entry of electronic source data during subject visits. So that's also another problem too is, um, you know, maybe the, P, uh, the study coordinator, you know, puts it in later, uh, not on the day of the visit, um, maybe they create the source later. That could be a problem. Uh, also, PI not reviewing certain things that need to be done the same day. That could be a problem. So this promotion of real-time entry of, elect of the electronic source data is pretty important too. And then, you know, the last bullet point they, they talk about is the completeness of the data. We see this all the time where, as I mentioned earlier, coordinators or nurse coordinators forget to collect certain data points. And so that results in a deviation usually, unless it's a super, super minor one. Um, but that results in a deviation. So that's important to keep in mind too. So I think there's a lot of benefits to using this e-source. Um, of course, that potentially could change the way that data is entered into the EDC system because now it's all electronic. That could just be you know, pushed over essentially, or it, it would just be one system. The source in EDC would just be one system. Mm, so, yeah, so, um, you know, the clinical trial space is very, very slow to change in a lot of aspects. So I think, you know, any, any type of thing regarding e-source, it's going to take a while for the industry to adapt to it, um, especially because the industry has been doing things for so long in one direction. Also, because studies are conducted one way and these studies can go on for years, you know, three, four, five years. So they're not going to just change the e-source in the middle of a study if it was started with paper source. So that's part of the reason why it takes so long for this industry to change is because these studies go on for long times and they don't want to change anything in the middle of the study usually. So hope this helped. Uh, I thought I think e-source is definitely on the rise in the future and I hope more studies utilize it. I'm definitely interested to work on a study with it because I think it'll make my job as a CRA a lot easier. And, you know, I won't have to worry about, you know, dates as much because it'll all be electronically signed. It'll all be electronically, uh, you know, managed. Um, you won't have to read through bad handwriting. Uh, source won't go lost or missing a lot of the times. So I'm definitely excited for the future if eSource is that future. And I definitely hope it is. Uh, I'm going to do another episode on the e-informed consent, which I think a lot more studies are using. Um, and that is going to be awesome, too, because 
that's going to avoid a lot of errors with the consenting process that I think would be helpful. So I think a part of it is, you know, when a CRA comes to the site and finds a deviation, a part of it is there's just not great tools out there for sites unless they create their own when they when they have these consenting processes and conducting the protocol. So I think eSource is definitely a step in that right direction to build out a firm process that, you know, someone who is not as familiar with research could follow and even people that are familiar with research can follow also. So I hope this was beneficial. If you have any other questions, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care.